Oh, good evening and good day. Yes, I am here again. I know I said I was only going to do this once a week, then it became twice a week, and now I've only watched one episode, and I'm back in your face again. I do not apologize. It's not my fault that this game has become so enthralling that I feel like I must keep popping in. Um, for those of you who are new to this chat, my name is Kyle Petty, and I come to you from Strat Chat. Um, we're a little podcast. You know, we also cover Survivor, The Challenge, and like, you know, main stage, as I like to call it, American Big Brother. Um, this is my first go with BBUK. Um, and that is why you can consider me chuffed, all right? <laughs> An American take on Big Brother UK and this amazing little reboot that we got here. And I am having the time of my life watching this. Um, there's just so much more that's going on, and I just keep feeling the need to keep talking to myself. So I hope you'll keep continuing to join me. <laughs> like, subscribe, share with a friend. Give me some context in the comments, okay? Um, some of you have been super, super good about that. Shout out to Liz. Um, always supporting the podcast and certainly always supporting me. Um, certainly providing a lot of the context around some of the things that maybe we missed because I'm not dialed into the feeds, right? So thank you for that. Let's continue the conversation. Um, but with that, so this last episode, right, because I just watched, well, today is Monday, Monday in America, um, probably no longer Monday for y'all. By the time you see this, it will not be. But um, so I just watched Monday's episode and it opened with something that we had gotten a sneak peek with on um, on the socials. It opened with Jenkin um, basically approaching Yin Run and Trish asking for a truce, um, you know, because obviously there's been a lot of some, you know, a lot of bad blood on both sides, you know, him looking to say, hey, you know what, let's just start fresh. Let's let blah, 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 blah. Yin Run had basically nothing to do with this conversation. You know, he approached them and said, girls, you know, what do you think about this? And um, girls walked away. <laughs> okay. Um, it was only Yin Run and Trish that were there to be a part of this conversation. Obviously, they were the girls. Um, once she leaves, this is no longer plural. The only person entertaining this conversation was Trish, despite the fact that everyone wants to say, you know, how not receptive she is to having conversations and how much of a bully or whatever, how intimidating she comes off. Um, but she was the only one to really receive what Jenkin was saying here. Still saying, not really sure that I want to call this truce with you, you know, because she feels as if, you know, she's done this before, kind of like smoothed out some of the waters between some other people. And then it didn't quite hold up, right? They were still kind of talking about her behind her back, which they were. Um, so she's a little apprehensive, to which he responds, that's okay, that's fine, I get it. I don't really think that that is how he feels about any of that. I think that Jenkins just said that because he knew he wasn't getting anywhere, and um, he just couldn't be arsed with it. <laughs> not not to use y'all's lingo, but yes, couldn't be arsed with it. So he just kind of just walked away. Um so I think that's really the majority of my first page of notes, which I think is interesting. But, um, you know, again, Yin Run is the one who is painted as the most genuine, sweet, pure person in there. And I'm, I'm not knocking her. I'm not saying she isn't. However, there's something to be said for the fact that, again, you keep, like, um, villainizing Trish. Meanwhile, it was sweet, genuine, pure Yin Run that walked away from this conversation. So that I think that leaves... Um, an opportunity to discuss two different um, 
potential outcomes of this, right? Potential effects from all this is that A, you know, um, Trish is just that much better with maybe trying to process some of these things and kind of like work towards some kind of resolution. Or your behavior has been so disgusting and so deplorable that even Yin Run will not entertain your faux truce. Like, I think that's super interesting. Um, I'd love to get into that. Like, what do you think? Um, that's kind of my take on it. And I still think that that means that Trish is still like, you know, a little bit better because at least she still had the conversation that there could be some more around that that we didn't get to see. You know, we don't know the magic of editing, right? So I'm like, who knows? But mm, so there's that. Um, all right. Well, that's first page. That's first page. Um, yeah. Jenkins clearing the air with Yin Ron. Um, there was some conversation I think they had in the in the kitchen where they were trying to discuss like just some of the issues now, right? Yinran was now going to entertain some of this conversation. And even still, with how displeased she's been with the way that she's been treated by him and that that side of the house, she was still trying to make sure that he understood why she voted for him for eviction during the Hunger Games um, competition. Because, you know, if you remember, it was District B that chose to nominate Jenkin, and Yin Run was absolutely a part of that. Um, so she was trying to explain some of this. And, you know, he said that he heard it, and then she stopped him. She goes, did you hear what I said, though? Did you hear me when I said, why I was putting you up? And he's like, yeah, 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 I understand, I understand. And it's like, I just am not confident that he did. Um, one of the things that came to light from watching on the socials um, and some of the clips that everyone posts, um, when Jenkins was having his birthday party and Big Brother gifted him that Kinder Bueno birthday cake and Yin Run gave him a knife, you know, after they sang happy birthday to him for him to now be sharing his cake with the rest of the house. Um, he literally said, I don't need that. I have no use for that. No, thank you. Don't need it. Um, that's where you're mistaken, I think is what he said. Um, and then he said, I'm keeping this entire cake for myself to which, you know, Tom retorted, oh, well, you know, I'm sure you'd rather it go in the bin than for you to share it with them. Um, and he laughed. I, I can't totally remember if there was like a definitive, like verbal agreement to that. But you laughing and the fact that you didn't say no is enough for me. And let's not forget that Chanel was parallel to this conversation. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm certainly understanding a little bit more why they have been tagged the foul four, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, really plays in the alliteration. You know, I love that the foul four. I'm down for it. The foul four being Chanel, Jenkins, Tom, and Olivia who, you know, Olivia, I have not been chuffed with since the beginning of this whole thing. I never liked how she responded to that whole um, Jenkins thing in the beginning where he said, like, I don't know, I think the question was, who do, you, who do you think you'd get along with the least or something like that? And because he had said Olivia, now she was automatically up for eviction, to which she absolutely hated him for doing. When did that turn, by the way? There was nothing in any episode that I saw that was like having that change, I guess maybe unless it's just the group of friends they all kind of ran with because they they were in the same friend group, um, which is also very interesting, again, for how this version of the game is played. You know, there are two very clear sides of the house 
And it's so interesting to me that it's all based on uh, no real hard facts. You know, in in our version of the game, like, you know, playing and playing Big Brother in America, you know, you're allowed to discuss these things. I can say why I put you up for eviction. Um, you'll know why somebody like voted for you to be evicted. It's a completely different animal. So we really, really know where everybody stands all the time. So much of this game is based on emotion. And it's like, I, I don't know why I ever thought that like there wouldn't be fights, there wouldn't be drama. That that was my impression coming into this, you know, that there wouldn't be anything crazy because you can't talk about nominations. You're just floating around. What could be the problem? Whatever. I am starting to get it. I see it. And um, I got to tell you, I want to play this game even less than I want to play BBUS. All right. So there's that. Um, Big Brother did present our house guests with a challenge. Um, there was a cube of ice with a key on the inside. The first person to melt the ice down without lifting the ice with their hands um, and can bring the key to the diary room will win 1,000 pounds. Um, so we had people, some people were rubbing, some people were licking and like basically like tonguing the block of ice. You know, it was super fun. Yin Run unfortunately broke a rule um, and she lifted the block of ice just to flip it to the other side. Like she wasn't trying to lift it and break it. She wasn't trying to do anything funny, um, but it didn't matter. Big Brother disqualified her anyway. All right, no longer in the running to receive the monies. Um, after that, we did see two other disqualifications. Um, Jordan was disqualified, as was Trish. Um, they had both been disqualified for not standing behind the ice cube the entire time. They had started to walk around, and Big Brother said, get out of here. And Jordan said, you know what? With pleasure. I'm outies. Um, after lots of rubbing, lots of licking, lots of tonguing, um, it was it really looked like it was coming down to Tom and Henry um, to win this one. I have to say, I was actively hoping. I didn't root. I didn't cheer. You know, I'm just watching this by myself. <laughs> but I was super, super hoping that Tom was not going to win this. And uh, by the grace of God, he did not. Um, Henry took the win. He took the key, ran to the diary room, and was able to unlock um, the little suitcase, lockbox, whatever you want to call it, um, the thousand pounds on it. Took that home. Good for you, Henry. Um, so that's that. I, obviously, there's been a lot of conversations uh, regarding the Jordan, Maddie, Henry relationship. Who's right? Who's wrong? What's going on with this? Like, what do we make of all these things? Um, I will say that I'm super proud of Maddie for having a conversation with Jordan about how his behavior, his being Jordan's behavior, made him feel. And I think this, this really goes back to what I had really just said yesterday, um, that I feel like Maddie's emotional maturity in these situations is allowing him to have such honest conversations with everyone, which I'm really, really like loving to see. Um, yeah, and I, I also really, really love that Jordan received all of it too. Um, it just, it's leading me to believe that you all in the UK are just 
nicer people than we are in America. Like you kind of receive some of the negative things that you hear a little bit better. You know, I, I feel like as Americans, at least certainly me, very, very defensive, right? You, you're telling me that I did something wrong. Like you want to defend it. And I, that isn't so much of what I've seen from the majority of the housemates um, here. I feel like everyone really listens and it's just like, okay, like I, I hear what you're saying, you know, thank you for sharing that with me. I want to be a little bit more aware going forward. I can kind of correct myself because I don't want you to feel that way. Um, yeah, I enjoy that. I've been enjoying that. So you know, good on Maddie for that one. Good on Maddie. And honestly as well, good on Jordan as well. I was also, I was pretty vocal about my distaste for some of his behavior lately because I feel like he wasn't being very, very mature in the fact that, you know, Maddie and Henry wanted to have a conversation regarding, um, I don't want to say the weirdness, but maybe some of the awkwardness and uncomfortability that kind of came with what their situation is. Um, and I felt that Jordan kind of like, mm, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we can also credit Trish for some of this, you know, because we do see Jordan having some conversations with Trish um, regarding his own behavior, regarding his relationships um, with others in the house. Um, and now all of a sudden we see Jordan being a little bit more receptive to some of this information um, and admitting fault. I mean, he was always admitting fault um, all along, but I felt like we saw a little bit more depth in him with this conversation um, in accepting wrong than he had before. So I liked it. I really liked it. Good for you, Jordan. Um, what else do we have here? Trish kind of became very vocal about wanting to pull away from the Olivia Jenkins, Chanel, Tom group. You know, the foul four as now we um so affectionately refer to them, um, basically saying that they already have an opinion of her. So she's not really looking to work towards anything else because she's not gonna be able to change their mind. Um, it's unfortunate that she thinks that, but I can certainly understand where that observation comes from, where that thought would be, especially in this situation. I'd like to think that in, I don't know, in a different scenario, a different venue, if we weren't all living together, having to look at each other all the time, that there is a world in which if we had some time apart, then maybe we can come back and have a different kind of conversation. But in this house, in, in this scenario, probably not going to get that, right? Um, but what, what, what I think is interesting to kind of mention in this is that Trish is saying like, it's okay if you don't include me. I don't need to be included in everything that you do. My issue is if you tell me that I'm included and then make me feel excluded, I don't like that. I'd rather be honest about where we all stand. And I appreciate that a lot because I've always said that, like, let me know exactly what's up. I can rock out with whatever the situation is, but don't tell me it's one thing and then it becomes something else. That is jarring to me. Like, I, I would be fine if you say, listen, I don't fuck with you. I'd be like, all right, that's fine because I don't really fuck with you neither. You know, like, <laughs> we can just kind of keep it moving. But if you're not going to do that um, and you're going to keep making this person feel like maybe you're cool and then talk about them behind their back, that's not right. I'd rather always know where I stand than ever have to question it. Um, so there's that. And a little note to anybody else um, who gets close to me. Just tell me what's up and we can take it from there. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Um, what else? 
thought it was interesting Yin Run having a conversation with Trish um, regarding Jenkins saying how he, I love you, babe, and like things like that. Um, and she had, I feel like she was asking a very genuine question of Trish in this moment saying, you know, is that a cultural difference? Like people saying, I love you. I don't really understand that um, because I don't know how to say I love you back when I don't really feel like I love you. Um, definitely, I would say a cultural difference, you know, because there's love and then there's love. You know, I can love you in the sense of being a good Christian, right? So I don't want any harm or anything or any any bad things to befall you. But that does not mean that I'm in love with you. I think there are two different types of love, and maybe that's just our culture. I would love to have a conversation with somebody like Yin Run that has a different view and that sees that word, um, that word and that verb right? Because it, it can be an adjective or it can be a verb, right? So I would I would love to know more about her thoughts on that word. Um, but just thought that was noteworthy. Um, what else? Kind of back down to the end of the episode here. Um, Noki had a conversation with Maddie saying that she feels like there's things about him that she likes, but she feels like she can't spend a lot of time with him because of how the house is split. I think that's interesting too. And it makes me kind of review some of the things that we hear and like an American big brother house. Like so many times we hear like, oh, okay. Like I like this person, like this person can be my friend, but in the game, I'm working against them, right? That's not how this game is set up. It makes you kind of wonder how often are we blaming the game to get us out of maybe a potentially sticky social situation? Like if, if that side of the house is working against my side of the house, but I actually still like you and I know that deep down you won't work against me, like we are still, we share a kinship. We can still say, well, that's the game. I still have a personal relationship with this person, right? And it allows me... Um, to kind of move fluidly throughout the house, which does create some other interesting social situations, right? Because maybe our two sides of the house are dueling, but that doesn't mean that we are. So that creates um, a little bit of some, some safety, right? In a social situation that I think is kind of cool. But in this situation, because we cannot discuss nominations, we can't do things, how much can I trust that? Um, without us actually being able to have a conversation around it. I can't really be sure that you'll actually protect me and that when you go in the dining room that you will not be voting against me because we can't have that conversation to say like, I'm gonna make sure you guys are safe. You could be one of the people that are saying that you like me so much, but then be one of the people that are voting against me. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, I, I could not do the mental gymnastics necessary to play BBUK. All right. This is absolutely crazy to me. Um, so that's it. I think that's really it. Um, they kind of had some comment about maybe Trish can sometimes be a little bit too honest. Um, I could see that maybe just too honest in certain moments. I don't think there's ever a time for too much honesty. Like certainly maybe there's not certain things that should be said, but maybe it's not so much that they shouldn't be said. Maybe just said that that's not the right time to have said it. Um, that's a case by case basis. I don't think we should be making a blanket statement one way or the other. Um, 
but yeah, so that's it. So that's where that's where that's what's going on in the house so far. Um, that that was Monday's episode. I'm anxious to see when nominations happen. I didn't watch late in live, so I'm a little bit behind on that. Yeah, but I'm super curious to see um, how nominations might go this week. I definitely think we're going to get a different situation. Um, I don't know who's going to vote for who at this. Point. I look. You know, Dylan caught a lot, Noki caught a lot, Trish caught a lot. I wonder if that's still going to be the case, especially with like Paul and Dylan being gone. Because it was Paul and Dylan that put votes on Trish. It was Paul and Dylan that put votes on Noki. So I am wondering if, are we going to see them up for nomination again? Now that they're those two out of the house? Oh, could be interesting. Um, it's also always interesting to me to kind of see what Yin Run does. Again, genuine and pure, what does that look like? How, how does that manifest itself in the Big Brother UK house? Um, definitely lots to look forward to. And we'll definitely be back this week. Um, we'll see how the week goes on. I definitely want to have a chat quickly when nominations do happen. Um, so we can have a little bit of a conversation around that. But for sure, we'll be back this weekend. If we can come back before then, I would certainly love to. We'll see how the week goes. Um, because if you didn't know, this is finale week in the Big Brother 25 house. So we have lots going on this week. And you can catch our recaps of that live on Thursday. Finale recap live on Thursday, 10, 15 p.m. Eastern. Whatever that turns out to be for you. Fine. Um, we are also picking up coverage on Big Brother Australia. More information on that to come. Um, and then we're live on Mondays, um, 9.30 p.m. Eastern with Survivor 45. And then, well, usually it's going to be 9.30 p.m. on Thursdays to do the Challenge 39. But because this is Big Brother 25 finale week, we are pushing the Challenge 39 coverage to 11.15 p.m. Eastern. I know, such a late night. I don't know how I'm going to get up the next morning. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, but that's it. You can find me and the rest of my Stratchat friends at Stratchat Pod on all the socials. Um, again, live Mondays and Thursdays. Come hang out, whatever, whatever, whatever. Thanks for listening. Leave me some comments. Again, fill in some context for me. Um, yeah, get into the conversation and hang out. I'll see you soon.